Welcome everyone to the episode of the Definitive Crusade. Happy holidays, happy Christmas. It is the time between the twixt. There you go. There's some English for you. Joining me this time around, as always, it is the random dude, Josh. What is up? Johnny, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Did you have a good uh, Christmas time? I did, I did. Yep, got a, got a new Batman shirt, got some Magic cool. the Gathering booster packs, got cool. a new Excellent. tattoo. Wit will check out the arm, check yeah. out those uh, guns. Mm, indeed. <laughs> All right, and of course, <laughs> of course, it wouldn't be TGC without Matthew. Matthew. Oh, oh someone was talking about guns, and I figured I'd pop in. No, <laughs> that is not a Red Hood joke. Break out the oh, come on, yeah, come yeah. on! <laughs> killing me, killing me. All right, okay. Before we get into the fun of today's show. Um, a special shout out, I think. Um, we are going out live, so mm-hmm. all the people out on Facebook, Twitter, land, and so forth. As you know, regular watchers of the show, we Josh and I are huge football fans. We could not let today go by without commenting on the passing of the legend that is John Madden. For those that aren't aware, John Madden was a coach, was a player, coach of the Oakland Raiders. Uh, for 10 years or so, took him to the Super Bowl after many a time, um, and then walked away from coaching, went into broadcasting, became an absolute giant of American football from that point of view. Um, and of course, his name is synonymous with the NFL thanks to that pesky game that comes out once a year. All right, so I'm calling on you, EA Sports, with the furor that's happening with the LA Raiders coach, or the Las Vegas Raiders coach this year. Please, please, for the 2022 edition of uh, Madden's, please put in John Madden as the coach for the Raiders. Calling it very well. Honestly, in, in in addition to that, not only put you know John Madden in as the head coach uh, for the Raiders, but he should be on the cover. This should Definitely. be a special John Madden edition, yeah. um, and. I, what I think would be really cool is if, because we're in a world of downloadable content, mm-hmm. if you have, if they put in some of the the classic Madden games, you know, the old like Ooh, from the yes. the old Super Nintendo, the Sega Nintendo sixty four Sega Mega Drive. I mean, it's all essentially the same game, though. Yeah, whoa, but whoa, they, whoa, there whoa, was whoa. a lot of. The, <laughs> From a gameplay standpoint, it, it was very different. I mean, you couldn't do individual assignment audibles for right. for right. specific players. You couldn't do hot routes and stuff like that on right. the original games. But I do, I do agree. They should do a special edition for for, for Mr. John for the, Madden for those fans of the Mega Drive version. Man, sweep left with James Brooks. Whew, touchdown every time. Is that anyway. back when the Dolphins had went? Oh! 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 Ooh! Ooh! Eight and seven! Eight and seven, oh. bitch! Eight and seven! The Dolphins are the only team to lose seven on the trot and win seven on the trot. So where your Bronx, dude? Where are they? Not in playoff contention. Well, well they're... they're kind, you know what? What the Broncos are doing is kind of like the effectiveness of a Red Hood comic. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, before we get into football, <laughs> and and Matthew loses his his hood, towards you know, him. you know, Frey is sitting there going, "Oh, thank God, I'm not there right now." Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I agree with Outlaw. Outlaw's nine thousand. Ultimate Madden needs to be a thing to honor his legacy. That is damn tootin' straight, definitely. Yep. And if and you want to know, EA Sports, it's in the game. Royalty chain. You know, royalty to us, thank yeah, you. Yeah, cool. That would be great. And if you and if for anyone who wants to know about American football, please, please pick up the book. You should be able to get it on Amazon. There's a book out by John Madden. It calls One Knee Equals Two Feet. Right. Mm-hmm. So go check that out. It's about old timers, uh, football stars, I guess you call them now. But it's a classic about the strategies and the idea. Of, of what makes NFL football NFL football. So yeah. there you go. Cool. Right. Whew. Back to the books. Right. So this year, we, this episode, we're doing a bit of a bit of a different change of pace. It is the lean week between Christmas and New Year. And for everyone listening in the UK, yes, 
That means we get no comic, new comic books in our comic book shops thanks to the pesky Monday, Tuesday uh, bank holiday rule for Christmas and Boxing Day. So uh, we decided that we should do a little bit of an introspective of our favourite comics of this year. Now we're going to do this in some sort of crazy, um, crazy order, believe it or not. Believe it or not, I do actually have, um, I do have orders. Who who thinks that? Eh? Um, so we're going to start what? off. Ooh, I know it's like it's like I'm prepared. It's like I'm prepared and stuff. I don't know what that's all about. Like I've been doing this too long. I have no oh, idea. How, right? how many years? <laughs> or do we not talk about that? Uh, we shan't, we shan't talk about that. All right. So first, <laughs> first up is this book. Um, Josh, I think this is one of your choices, actually. Yes, it is. All right. So there we go. Um, we quick, have... quick shout out, C List Eman from California. Thanks so much for tuning in. Definitely appreciate it. Because that's you. what we do here when we go live. Bam. Definitely. Yeah, cool. I mean, man, that's what what time's California there? It's like uh, they were actually three. an hour behind me, so it is currently eleven thirty-seven Pacific Standard Time. Well, there you go. And I even converted that without thinking. Well, Bam. well done. Boom. So this is Future State Wonder Woman number one, written uh by Joel Jones with art by Joel Jones, colors by the fantastic. We say it every time a name crops up practically. Georgie Belair, mm-hmm. and letters by a gentleman who pops up no more than three different times on this list, Clayton Cowles. Um, Josh, what was it yep. about Future... I mean, let, let, take us back. What was Future State about? So Future State was the, the, big, the big event coming into 2021 that DC was pushing out. New books, mm-hmm. new story arcs, and and in this case, new characters. Ooh. And I remember us speaking at the end of 2020 saying, you know, oh, holy hell, you know, future state, this doesn't look good. I mean, we had the new Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we started to dive into the books, it was absolute crap. I mean, not not to shit on the the writers or the artists. But the books just, they did not deliver. Mm. And then we come to Future State Wonder Woman. We have a a new Wonder Woman. This is not Diana. Uh And I can remember that that episode in particular. That was Mm -hmm. one that you, Freya, and myself, we were blown away with this book. The writing was fantastic. The artwork was phenomenal. And Mm -hmm. it was a fun read and it it brought us back to what comics are about to just sit down and enjoy the experience of reading the book and Mm. this is the one that really made you know make made the the list for me you know swan thing was another one that was shot you know mentioned Mm -hmm. in the comments um I don't know if I would necessarily agree with Swamp Thing, but I'm not uh, a big Swamp Thing fan. I thought the so. First I have issue. a very polarized opinion. Okay. Um, but Future State Wonder Woman, I mean, she did a phenomenal that that was a phenomenal book. Yeah. Jordi Belair knocked it out of the park with this one. Definitely. Yep. Um. So just to come back on Swamp Thing, I thought the first issue of the foot. The Future State Swamp Thing book was really, really good. It was lots of mystery. We had no idea what was going on. Second issue kind of lost its way a little bit and turned into something a little bit more standard, But at least from my point of view. Yeah. Matthew, did you read Wonder Woman? Because back then you weren't part of the team, were you? You, you weren't, you know, this is like before your time. I, I think he, he he's so speechless that he muted his mic over this. Oh, has he? Let me yeah, yeah. I, uh, so what had happened is probably what happened. <laughs> my uh, when my mic disconnected for it just didn't reconnect in the yeah. in the chat. But uh, yeah, I was not part of the team. I was <gasps> not part of the team uh, when this came out. I joined Ju- June or July, oh, roughly, and so this was a little bit before my time. I do remember reading the Red Hood uh, Future State. Wasn't wasn't there a Red Hood one? Or no, no, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. You're, I'm thinking the, you're of, thinking of future state uh, Gotham. The yes, I'm thinking of future state Gotham. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, with the black and white book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. 
I remember reading nope. that, but I would, I did not. Okay. I was not here for this part. <laughs> so oh, you you missed out. <laughs> this is a this is a great book, and it's even it makes it worse that she's actually being promoted in her own book now. She's Wonder Girl. It's like, what what's going on? For me, this was um, one of the breakout characters of Future State. It, she was it, it's great read. It's fun. The uh, interaction between her and a horse. Yeah, you think what's he talking about with horse? Go check it out. Simple as. Yeah. yeah. Um, it held up for the both issues, which I think was probably one of the problems down the line for for a couple of the books that just didn't pay off. You know. Yeah. Um, but um, yep, Outlaws, right? It was the future. Uh, it was future state. Yeah, it was the future state Gotham book. I mm-hmm. believe, and I remember Red hating. I remember hating the book because I was so excited for Red Hood because I'm massive Red Hood fan, and I read the book. Really? And it was just. I just really? hated hated that issue. I know, right? Me, a Red Hood fan, can't believe it. <laughs> what? All right. Okay. So, good start. And they've never, never stopped giving me crap for it. <laughs> and we will never. It's just the way it works, Stop. Matt. <clears throat> right? Just, it's just the way it works. Just the way it works. All right. Okay. Next up um, is... I believe I think it's one of my choices. We're staying in we're staying in future state. Um and we're going with this book. Let me just add it to the stream. That's why we call them migraines. Uh-huh. <laughs> future state, uh Catwoman number one, written by Ram V, who I've absolutely loved for the most part on the Catwoman book. Um, art by mm-hmm. Otto Schmidt, who pops up later on again. Um, and letters by uh, Tom Napolitano, who appears three times as well. So Clayton Cowles, you're not the only guy that's getting some recognition from the TDC crew. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Just saying. Um, so this is a bit of a heist book um, in that Catwoman and a gang of strays are out to try and rescue a high-priority target from a moving train. Um, I think the thing that really got me involved in this book was the art. Otto Schmidt this year has just absolutely killed mm. it this mm. book looked great the second issue looked great on this and of course we're going to talk about it a little bit later about something else which i think is one of matthew's choices um josh i seem to remember you were you quite ambivalent about this book at the time has time changed your mind or did i remember it incorrectly i mean it's definitely gotten better Mm-hmm. <laughs> over time um, would, would I say that this uh, book is totally shway? shway. no um, but that was the one thing the art really stood out on this one and definitely had that uh, Batman Beyond feel and we all know if you're regulars of the show you know how much I love watching uh, Batman Beyond how much I love reading it so yeah, that, that's a thing. That's fine. I'm absolutely mm. all right with that, to be fair. Um, and we didn't get the dominatrix uh, Catwoman in this. We'll be bearing fishnets, just saying. Just I mean, ooh, Catwoman uh, and fishnets. <laughs> we're all a little thirsty here. <laughs> we're, we're just <laughs> Everyone's like, what's he talking about? What all a little thirsty say? here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she she is pretty thick. <laughs> I'm just going to say that's nice artwork. But well, um, for those that are up on Catwoman law at the moment, Ram V has left the book um, as of the December issue, or the one that's in the stars right now. Next month, um, a new writer comes on board, and they're taking Catwoman back to her femme fatale uh, ways. You've seen the advert with in DC Comics this month, where she's doing a she's doing like a pole dance thing and in high heels and stuff. So for those that like the cheesecake element of the Catwoman character, that's coming back. You know, I know that um, the Jim Ballant Catwoman gets a lot of love um, from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can see why. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to see Catwoman moving on past being just appendaged to Batman. What? Which she feels she has been, feels she has been all year, thanks to mm-hmm. the ongoing Batman and Catwoman book that mm-hmm. never seems to come out on time or whatever. But um, 
<laughs> yeah, we whoa. Almega. We need a oh character God. called Fishnets created by Johnny Like Life House Pals Man. It'd be a woman coming in Fishnets. Uh, oh. I think that's I think that's already been cooked. I think if you go back and check Gamora from the seventies, you'll find that Gamora was that person. So just saying. Old timers references. It would that. also change the rating up for like E for everybody comics, like to like X rating. Does, any, does anybody look at the ratings in comic books anymore? No. Uh, <coughs> no. Uh, all right. Okay. So, um, Matthew, again, a little bit before your time, were you, mm-hmm. um, would you find a Catwoman? Did you check this book out? I did not. I, know I will say I this. Whilst we're looking at these books, I have to say something. When I looked down this list, and by the way, this list was put together by all three of us. Mm -hmm. Of all these three books, oh, sorry, all these eight or nine books we're going to talk about, all but one of them I have reviewed on Comics Crusaders. Now, if you think, what's Comic Crusaders? It is our sister site, full of reviews, articles, um, a chance for you to get into all our other pods through the Undercover Capes Podcast Network link. It's all on there, so go check it out. Comic Crusaders, but reviews, they're all on there. If you want to see what I've looked at, type my name in the search bar, and boom, all my reviews for this year will come up. All right, so if you want in-depth comments from some of the books that we're looking at today, check that out. Or, right? or really any other books. I mean, there's... All the indie books that you've yep. reviewed, so yep, that's a good shout. A- everything, yep. There's even some migraine in there. I will tell you how many paracetamols I took after those. <laughs> <laughs> right, all right. He's been quiet so far. We managed to keep him in the keep him in his red little red hoodie bit there. But now it's time, Matthew. I think this is your choice. Yep. I, yep. So we're talking about the Joker series. This is Joker number one. Now, this comes with an added feature, which is Punchline. So I'm going mm-hmm. to give you all the creators for this one because credit where credit's due or blame, depending on your point of view. So the main Joker storyline was written by James Tinian the fourth, are by Gwilym March, who I think is fantastic. Colors are by Arif Prianto, and letters are by Tom Napolitano. Flip over to Punchline, and you've got Sam Johns writing. You've got Merka and Dolfo, who was absolutely kicking a storm up on Sweet Paprika. You can check that book out. From him. Um, I think it's the image. Um, Colours are by Romulo Fajardo Jr. And the letters are by uh, Ariana Meyer, who started out doing letters for a lot of indie books, I think, including Dynamite. Mm-hmm. There you go. Check me. I'm a wealth of knowledge today. It's like yeah. I've done my research. Who'd have thought? Wow. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought I'd have time between Christmas and New Year? Look at comic books. All right, Matthew. All right, so before anybody before anybody comes and hounds me by picking a Joker book, the reason I picked this book is not simply because it's a Joker book, but the fact that we don't follow Batman in it. It's a, it's a Joker book without Batman. The main character that we follow is Commissioner Gordon, Jim Gordon, who has been tasked by this lady who we we find out later on to be a member of the Court of the Owls to try to track down and kill Joker. And he's doing this kind of away from Batman before he ended up leaving. He kind of told Batman he didn't. He was like, I've been tasked by somebody to track down the Joker, kind of left out the killing part. Yeah. Um, But. It's it's a wild story. It's if you like reading, if you like reading, this is mm. definitely one of the books you need to pick up because there's it's one of the upsides and downsides of the book is that there is a lot of text throughout this whole thing, a lot of internal monologue that we see Jim doing. Mm. And it's I know Freya Freya hated it. Freya hated the yeah. fact that she had to read so much. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed delving into the depths of Jim Jim uh, Gordon's mind. Yeah, and true. I I love being able to see how his thought process was, how his trauma comes back, and influence who he is as as a person today. Along with trying mm-hmm. to do um, detective work, and we see like him trying to put pieces together, getting clues and information, making contacts, 
and doing old-fashioned detective work while trying to track down the Joker, who is apparently being blamed for an attack on Arkham that he did not do. And so now there's multiple factions of people trying to hunt him down, all while Jim is getting mixed up in all of it. I I love this book, and I tried mm. going back and reading issues uh, 7 and 8, because the last I left off was 6. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't find them on our uh, on was... our shared link, so I couldn't right. I couldn't go back okay. and read them. But uh, so the last step, the last chapter that I left off of was chapter six, right when uh, Commissioner Gordon had been apprehended by police uh, in France. Okay. So isn't there a female Bane in this? There, there is a female Bane that we are trying to figure out exactly who she is and what her backstory is as well. So she's a new character and she's trying to get revenge for Bane. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> trying to remember all the factions who are trying to hunt down the Joker. Court of the Owls won. Uh, the Bane faction, uh, the FBI, and Jim, I want Jim Gordon. <laughs> Well, that's why I said Court of the Owls, because Court of the Owls hired Jim Gordon. And so... I'll tell you what, you make a really interesting point in the fact that the book centers around Gordon's um, reaction to what happened to Barbara. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's, there's lots of killing joke elements, I suppose, hinted at in this book. Um, going back a way, I can't even think of a time other than one time in around Batman 450 when, when Jim actually recognizes what's the trauma that he went through with the joker and barbara because mm-hmm. um the current cop at the time his, his blonde partner gets um gets attacked by the joker goons and he mm-hmm. says don't worry barbara i'll get you out and she was like who's barbara you know i was like my name's not barbara and that's probably the only time i can think of off the top of my head where that aspect's been kind of explored josh um are you a the joker fan We've had so many Joker books. Um, really, over the last last few years, especially where I've been on the show full time, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm burned out of over the Joker. Mm-hmm. Now, Punchline, she's a different story. I was I was going to get into Punchline next. You know, with the yeah. um, you know because as you said, this book comes with two different stories. Uh, Jim Gordon following the Joker and then Punchline who is tracking down and trying to figure out the Joker's girlfriend Punchline and mm-hmm. or quote unquote Joker's girlfriend because we at this time Harley is not with the Joker anymore so this girl has kind of moved in as the resident girlfriend um, she's I, better she's better she's better she she is better she is a better fit for the Joker I, than Harley I, Quinn I, I, Josh, well, I don't know how you think about this, but I think Harley's transcended the sidekick now. She she's has, own, yeah. She's she's, she's moved on. She's she's got her own her own franchise, yeah, her own brand, and so obviously Joker cannot work alone. Uh, just like Batman has to have a sidekick, he he's really unable to do things on his own anymore. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, but there's just something about Punchline that really made an impact. Maybe the fact that she's sick and twisted. Maybe the fact that the artwork for her was absolutely fantastic. It I was. mean, it was really ripped well fishnets. Why would you do such a thing with fishnets? That's just wrong. Oh, no, but she worked it. She worked it <laughs> like a mouse. And that's something else I have to say about both of these books. Both of them, the artwork is really, mm-hmm. really well done. Well, uh, I love I love Gwyllon March. Gwyllon mm-hmm. March is an absolute star in my Blows eyes. it away. Blows it away. But yeah. in Punchline, the last where I left off is that uh, Bluebird. I'm trying to remember her name, her actual name. Uh, but she has infiltrated the prison to try to get into a conversation with Punchline to try to track down a certain person. And Punchline has now framed her for, because this is Punchline we're talking about. She has access to multimedia things while in prison. Of course she does. And she's pretty much made friends with the entire prison gang. Uh, Mm -hmm. They all call her queen. And um, she basically taunts uh, Bluebird into attacking her. 
mm-hmm. and gets it all on film and now is doing this whole media thing where like Punchline's actually a good person. They're just trying to frame her for what she believes in or trying to put her down for what she believes in, trying to play things to her to her tune. Mm-hmm. And it's working for her. And now she's using Bluebird as a way to track down this person that she's trying to get to as well. Because this person, if she could be found, would disprove everything that Punchline is trying to do. So, mm. so just to give <laughs> some, some more background to what Matthew said, Harper Rose, the character that, that's uh, Bluebird, for those for the people, she's been around 10 years already. 10 years we've had Harper Rose. Mm-hmm. I, 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 we're talking to Freya about it not so long ago. Blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. Yeah. 10 years of Harper. Well, honestly, if, if you think about it, though, the reason why Harper's kind of fallen through the cracks because DC's putting out so many books. Mm. And, of course, new characters are going to fall through the cracks when it's going when they're going up against... The establishment, if you will. Mm-hmm. Just continuous Batman books, continuous Joker books, continuous uh, Justice League. All the side characters and smaller characters tend to get buried. Uh, I don't know. She might have a, a part to play in the Batgirls. You never know. Which is a, a totally different vibe, I suppose. But Excellent. Cool. For me, um, I'm with Josh on this. Um, I, in fact, I'm with both of you. Too much Joker in the last year last two years i'm up to my back teeth when this came out we were still in the middle of the, the joker war mm-hmm. that man book you know and like oh really um but matthew raises some absolute corker uh points you know the way it is it isn't just about the joker it's about jim gordon it's, in fact it's more about jim gordon than it is about the joker mm-hmm. the joker is kind of just like the the tool to get gordon to where he needs to go so it's yeah. also the selling point of the book well, yeah, I mean, you go to buy a book that says Gordon on it. <laughs> you know, the Gordon. That's a good shout. I like that one. You can just imagine that. All right. That would be really funny. Just see Gordon on the cover. Like, huh? <laughs> we'll have time for one what more before we take one of our fantastic breaks for one of our lovely adverts. Um, I believe the next one is one of mine. Um, it's a relatively recent book. Um, let me just find what I'm talking about. Um, and everyone laughs when I say this one, but here you go. I've always been a, I've always been a bit of a, bit of a, what's the word I'm looking for? A fan. Guilty pleasure of Supergirl. To be fair, mm-hmm. um, Josh remembers back in the day when there was a Supergirl regular series. I was always harping on about, you know, it's better than you think it is. Um, so this is a mini series, one of eight. Uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. It's written by Tom King. Yes, that Tom King, the one I hate on Batman. Yes, I know. Um, art <laughs> by Vilquis L. Heavily. Colors by Matthias Lopez and letters by Clayton Cowles. I'm going to start off by saying this book. Um, Storyline is dead simple. It's a 21st, 18th or 21st birthday. She's now illegal to drink beer. I say 18 or 21st, it's 18 in the UK, so hey-ho. So, In order to go and have a party, she heads off to a red planet, sorry, a red sun-covered planet, so she feels the effects of the alcohol, her and Crypto, you get into a bit of a scuffle, and um, they both get shot with poison, basically. And now Supergirl's on a bit of a quest to um, find a cure, to catch the bad guy and catch a cure for Crypto, all right? So that's kind of like the main story. As she's going along, Tom King's touched on things like... um, Yes, I do, Almega. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, such as things on, there's um, so, some racism elements in there, how she battles a certain planet who who um, promotes one one colour of their species up over the other colour of their species. It's not subtle in any shape, way, or form. The artwork, though, the artwork has this gorgeous European feel that just, you know you look at it the first time and you think, God, this, is, this isn't what I'm used to. And then you look at it the second time and you just realise, you just relish the idea it's something different from one of the big two. All right? mm. I think the, this book reads well. I like the fact it's only an issue, so Tom King's pace has to be on, on track. Um, and the art is great. And every time I see Tom King post pictures of his dogs on Twitter, I have to say, Tom King, stop posting pictures of your dogs if you're going to kill Crypto. 
You can't do both. Right. Oh. Too so, soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> so hopefully. <sighs> I don't know if crypto is going to survive yet, so fingers crossed. But if you want something different, you know, Supergirl's kind of been without a purpose for a while. Um, this is just about her character. It's about mm-hmm. the things that makes Kara Kara in the same way that what makes Clark Clark, I guess. Um, there's no overall um, uh, overall scheme long time other than the story. Um, all right. Thanks for joining. And Outlaw, I will see you next time we do this. Thank you for joining us, dude. Really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah as cool. always. Um, Josh, Supergirl. Was she I, I'm with you. The, the artwork on this was fantastic. Um, I think this is really kind of the the beginning of more of the start to finish miniseries that that we've been seeing throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm with you seeing a book from from Tom King that actually did well. well it was very nice to have. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So I. I, I hope that just moving forward in general, they, they continue this sort of start-to-finish mini-arc mm-hmm. um, routes um, because then it does give us some closure mm-hmm. uh, on the story rather than 50, 60, 70 issues worth of books, you know. It, it opens yeah. up the opportunity to release, you know, trades later on. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, no, it was it was a fantastic pick, and when I when I saw your this as one of them, I'm like, yep, mm-hmm. good call, good call. You, you are you are a little bit of a softy when it comes to Supergirl. I am. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I am not gonna lie. Matthew, Supergirl. I, I could be. I could be remembering wrong, but I think I actually selected the second issue of this book as one of my picks for one of our episodes. Oh, I'm, weird, so. Weird. Because I very vividly remember talking about how Supergirl was on the planet and it's a lot of dialogue from this other woman that she's with. And she's she's traveling with this person because they both have the same goal in finding the person who poisoned Crypto, who killed this lady's family. So... There's a a special place in hell for people that kill Crypto. Yes, very much so. Uh, this, this stage, and that, is, that place is right in the center <laughs> where it's the hottest. <laughs> I don't particularly care about the other characters' family, all I care about is crypto, right? Right, uh, yeah, duh. But yeah, same thing, same thing with you guys. Artwork, excuse me, why am I yawning? Stop, tell us how you really <laughs> feel about the book. Yeah, it's really <laughs> the artwork's oh. oh, great, guys. Yeah, it's a great story. <laughs> Uh, wonderful, wonderful book, wonderful story. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it the very first time we read through. Like I uh-huh. said, I picked up, I picked up the second issue, and liked it so much that I actually went back and reread or read the first issue, so that way I could actually follow the storyline and know what was going on. Uh, good read. And for very those that are read. buying this book, check out there is a Steve Rude cover. Um, it's a variant cover kicking around. Uh, that is just pure gorgeousness. So. There you go. Go check that out. All right. There you go. Four down. Um, Joshua, I think it's mm-hmm. time for one of our fantastic ads. What do we have? Oh, it's an oldie but a goodie. Woo! Do you want to find out what makes the professor do his happy dance? Check out the All Timers Comic Book Show only on UCPN. See what I did there in oldie but a goodie. Hi, I saw, I saw. Um, let me just an oldie but a goodie. Gotta love that, my friend. Gotta love that. Um, <laughs> let me just see. I'm thinking. I'm trying to find. Yeah, is this? No, is this? Where is it at? Nope, it's not there. Where was it? Oh, there it is. Right, give me two seconds. The Steve Rude cover that I'm talking about is coming up just shortly. Uh, doof. Um, Chrome tab. Five. Boom. And there it is. 
Count it out. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> Look, we were so kind. We gave you more than one second. We gave you 11. <laughs> no, 10. Count it out of 10. I counted, I counted 11, but then again, Say, I'm not that guy. <laughs> so, sorry, Sesame Street. I didn't realize this show was brought to the by the numbers one and eleven. One. <laughs> uh, there you go. Two, uh, three. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and there you go. There's the, there's the Steve Root cover if you're interested. Such you know a, I, mean? oh, I love that one. That's there issue. That's that's uh, issue six. So go check that out. There you go. All right, thanks for jo- thanks, Machine, for the public service. Hey, you're welcome, guys. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. That's all I've got to say. So, you sons of bitches, man. All right. Oh, dear me. Sorry, YouTube, for swearing. All right. Okay. So, the next one up is, um, I believe. This is uh, one of Matthews. Oh, man. Of course it is. Why did, I, why did I not realize? Why did I not realize it's one of the Matthews? Yes! All right, here we go. So this of is course. Task Force Z number one, or Z, for those that use English as opposed to American versions. Um, written by Matthew Rosenberg, who is currently killing it on DC versus Vampires, as well as horrendously treated on the Uncanny X-Men book from Migraine before Hickman got involved. Art by Eddie Barrows, who you will have seen on the Nightwing book a um, long time ago in New 52. Inks by Eber Ferreira. Colours by Adriana Lucas. And I'm really, really genuinely sorry. I could not, for the love of me, find out the letter of this, uh, of this uh, story. Mainly because it is the one book um, here that I did not... That I did not... Um, Review on Crusaders, so I don't have mm-hmm. it. Well, there you go. Okay, thank you. This is your call. Take it away, so, sir. So, first thing I gotta say, this is the only Red Hook, Red Hood book that Freya has also enjoyed. <laughs> this is the only one that I know of that she has also enjoyed reviewing with me because the artwork is great, the storytelling is wonderful, just absolutely amazing. Damn it, Barry. She like <laughs> she she likes the one where uh, Jason Cog got. Crowbar. I really enjoyed that one. Which fun fact Jason actually <laughs> uses electrified crowbars in this, which is really cool. Um, but Hashtag with, treat PTSD. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. But in this storyline, uh, as we can obviously tell from the cover book, is that Jason has been tasked with uh leading a task force of undead villains and or heroes. Uh, Mr. Bloom, which we see in the cover, is actually not dead yet. Uh, Bane, uh, the knight character, uh, Man Bat, and then a new character that, I, that I've only seen in one other issue. I can't remember which one, but I do remember seeing her in a different appearance. But that is the Sundowner with her alter ego, uh, Hannah... Montana? Something. <laughs> to get the best I was thinking the same thing, Montana. Not no. <laughs> oh, oh do we do we need to put a crowbar into that joke? Oh. <laughs> what is like you guys in the cover? Leave me alone. <laughs> comes with comes with the job. Mm-mm-mm. But anyways, wonderful read. Uh, so as we as I was saying, Jason is in is in charge of leading this task force. Uh, he in the recent issue in the recent issue we find out that the guy who is tasking them to bring down so hold on i have to go into this first i have to go through my bullet points give me a second one okay one yeah all right see uh, i'm not as slow as johnny okay you can only give me two not ten but anyways we he's jason Dobbs covering the task force uh the thing that's keeping them alive is kind of like a lazarus pill um Basically, they have to take medicine so often so that way they continue to live and not revert back to, you know, being dead um, or being <laughs> undead, I should say. Because with the pills, if they increase the dosage of it, it also uh, gives them more sanity and gives them closer to the to the point where they were when they were once alive. We see in the most recent episode, or I keep saying episode, in the chapter uh, that uh, Deadshot has now joined the team. Um, and 
um, the person who is tasking them to hunt down all these drugs and stuff that they keep finding is none other than Two Face. <gasps> so it's a really cool little plot twist because it, it, we've always been under the impression that it was another government faction, kind of like how Amanda Waller does the Suicide Squad. Mm. But uh, apparently Two Face has been lying to them this whole time and is just trying to collect all these uh, life-spanning drugs. And so it's a pretty cool read. Okay, cool. Pretty cool read. I'm I'm sorry that my points there were thrown off, but these guys above me kind of threw my brain for a loop for a second. Is that because you're a Hannah Montana fan? No. (laughs) So I put my hands up playing my... Okay, I'm done. (laughs) All right, okay. Um, Josh, what did you think of Task Force Z or Z? When when was the release of this book? Because the more I think about it... It's about three months ago. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not... It was October. Yeah. Because there's only been three issues been released. Oh, yeah, end of October. I wonder if this was one of the episodes that I was gone because I do not remember reading this book. Ah, right. Fair enough. I, I, think I, I think I escaped this one. Um, oh, sorry, there's four issues have been released. Nope, nope, I lied. Six. Six. I just updated. Just refresh. There have been six updates in this. Six? There have been six. Blimey. Or will be six. You know, just ignore everything that I'm saying because I apparently am too dumb to read. (laughs) Reading the book explains the book. I know, right? There have been three issues released and on the DC Comics website, it shows that issues four, five, and six will be released in January, February, and March of next there year. You ah, well done. Good. Well there done. There we go. Today's I episode mean... was brought to you by the, by the D, by the letter C, <laughs> and T, and by the numbers one, oh two, and ten. <laughs> That's a Sesame Street joke, a very oh, old geez. show. Yeah, I'll just look yeah no. Um, um, I, I yeah. mean, the, the cover on this is pretty sweet, and the fact that Red Hood is using electric crowbars, I find quite humorous. Um, I I may honestly have to go back and read it just to give it a good, honest. I'd I'd read. say go back and read it if if not for anything else. In the recent chapter, we see because hashtag spoilers, uh, we see um, Jason. He's like, hey. I need to give my team some more dosage of this Lazarus stuff so that way they're just not mindless zombies. And so they go through with it. Uh, They start gaining their intelligence back. Bane starts getting his intelligence back and uh, helps. Like he ends up fighting, uh, what's her name? Uh, Uses poison. Poison Ivy? No, not poison. She's like a ninja that uses poison. Cheshire. Cheshire. Yes, Cheshire. Um, they end up fighting him, fighting her. Sorry, and then Bane comes in and just like pulverizes her and uh knocks her out. And he's like, Whoa, whoa, Bane, we actually have to like you know keep around to question. And he's like, Okay, and he goes up to Bane and he goes, All right, so also, you know what I'm about to do, right? And he goes, Yeah, and you know why, right? For Alfred Pennyworth, right? Yeah, and he throws him off the took off the rooftop and he falls like 40 stories and he radios in and he goes, yeah, we've lost Bane. He's incapacitated. <laughs> so it's kind so of all these pills it. make Bane the Batman and Robin Bane. Okay, makes sense. So I will say that one of the things I have enjoyed, uh, enjoyed is the wrong word, I suppose. One of the things <laughs> I've respected, I think, about DC is the fact that Alfred Pennyworth's death has maintained that, that line. He's not mm. come back or anything like that. And the mm. ramifications of that have been quite clear across the board. Um, regarding this book, for me, it was a take-or-leave-it book. Um, I like Eddie Barrows normally. Um, the art here was a little bit, if I remember correctly, was a little bit um, scratchy in places. It didn't quite suit. I know Freya quite liked it. Um, so um, that was kind of my thoughts on it. This is a really great question by... Awkward King, so is this an Elseworld? Right, so it's not it's not an Elseworld title per se, in that DC at the minute are running lots of alternative universe type storylines 
Um, so, for example, DC versus Vampires is an alternative universe mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deceased and Dead Planet was another alternative universe story. Um, the recent Justice League book, not the Infinite Frontier or Justice League Incarnate, but the one where Death, uh, Dark Side was in it, he had the power of the Green Lantern Ring. Again, another alternative history book. Um, it's a really great question. I wish I could turn around and say that this is definitely in or out of continuity. I really can't, I'm afraid. Um, Quick but, Google search should tell us. Good luck. Uh, but what I would <laughs> say, what I would say, is some of these characters are going to appear in different books. So you know, enjoy the ride. It's pretty much where I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it is canon. Out. Oh, there you it go. It is canon. Ooh. Jason received the suit he wears in Batman Urban Legends. That's right, he does. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. So, yeah, there you go. It is canon. It's not an Elsewhere book. It's really it's really happening. That means Bane is, <laughs> that means Bane is dead. Man Bat's actually dead. You know, Mr. Bloom, I assume from the cover, is going it's, to die eventually. It's interesting but... we talk about Urban Legends. If you're not picking up Urban Legends, <laughs> there are some absolute cocky little stories in there. It's not mm. always just about the Batman, so it's cool. Great question, Awkward King. Uh, keep also, coming. hi, King. King's yeah. a friend of mine. All right, okay, cool. So, yeah, keep Do you have friends? What? Yeah, I was going to say, really? You have friends? <laughs> um, next up, um, another recent book. Um, you know what? This is Josh's choice, and as much as he agreed with my Superman, uh, Supergirl book, I kind of agree with uh, Josh on this one. This book for me had such potential. I'm not quite sure for me whether or not it's lived up to it yet, but we'll see Josh's view on this. It's Batman 89, number one. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a mini-series. Funny enough, it is the only pure Bat book on this list. So for all that content we've had of Batman over the years, over this year, I should say, this is the only one that made our list. It's mm-hmm. written by Sam Hamm, who you will recognize as the, <coughs> one of the writers of the Sorry. Batman 89 movie. Um, art by Joe Quinones. Apologies if I said that wrong. Colors by Leonardo Ito. And letters by Clayton Cowles. There you go. Um, Josh, I think we should be playing the Danny Elfman theme when we look at this book. We, we should, oh, but then the YouTube will strike us for using copyrighted stuff. Right. Um, so... <laughs> Pause the pause. I can't. We're live. Tell you what, when you go back and listen to this, go and play the Batman thing. Yes. <laughs> All right. Batman 89. This is the story that would have been Batman Forever. Or actually, no, technically Batman Returns, now that I think about it. Um, so take going back to 89 and, and even 1991 with the success of Batman... Uh, the original plot or plan for Batman Returns was they, Tim Burton wanted to run with Billy D. Williams' character as Harvey Dent to become Two-Face. Uh, this is also during the time where they wanted to actually cast Robin into these, these movies with uh, Marlon Wayans as Robin. And one thing led to another that never happened. We got the Batman uh, returns that we have now with Danny DeVito's Penguin and Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. And this book is that story that we never got back in the early 90s. So we have Billy D. Williams, Harvey Dent as um, back as Harvey Dent. Now Two Face, we get Robin into it. This is just a. Um, and I'm going to take what what uh, Awkward King said. This is the uh, Batman stories paying homage to those classic movies that really set a comic book movies in motion. Uh, Superman '78 was another one that that came out around the same time, but Batman was the one that really kind of hit me more. Um, I feel like they they really did a good job with maintaining Bruce Wayne, uh-huh. the Michael Keaton Bruce Wayne that we're going to get back um, in the Flash movie, and now recently announced he'll be reprising his role as Batman in the Batgirl movie. Ooh. So 
I just I love this. It was great to go back to that that world, the Burton world of Gotham. All right. Just to clarify a little point you said there, when you say seventy eight, this came out about the same time as seventy eight. You talk about the comic book, right? Yes. Not, yeah. Yes. Cool. Superman seventy eight, the comic book that goes back to the Christopher Reeve Superman with Margot Kidder as Lois Lane and Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. So kind of a cool homage the DC went with. And to be honest, I'm okay with. Oh, yeah. uh, it was it was great to see them explore these these stories with characters that we all know and love. Mm-hmm. Um I would say, I mean I've read I've, I am reading this series. I am quite enjoying it. It's not I, I'm I'm reading it. I'm glad they didn't make this movie because it's all over the shop. Um Catwoman's back in this. She looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, there is allusion to that's allusion, not illusion. There is allusion to uh, Shrek's demise in this. So I think this, I think it might have started off as being planned as the Batman Returns that we didn't get, but then they've had to because we've had Batman Returns to kind of pigeonhole. Yeah, so they like they've taken the two movies and all the characters them. within yeah. that and just kind of compiled mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. them together. Um, which I'm I will. Curious. I will, yeah, I will say that the art captures the feeling of the, the movie brilliantly. Um, mm. I am a little bit, I'm a little bit sad that I couldn't get Jerry Ordway. For anyone who wonders why, he's the guy that drew the original Batman '89 movie adaptation. Oh, that was such a great book. I have that yeah. one actually. So you know, if they could have got Jerry Ordway for this, not to say that Joe Quinones is is bad. He's not. He's great, but. You know, I would have just liked a little bit. Josh, uh, not Josh, Matthew, have you, have you been up on your Batman 89? Were I'm you, not, were I'm you, not. Were you, even, were you even born when Batman 89 came out? I mean, when did it come out? Uh, I, mean, I think 1989. <laughs> that's where the title comes from. I, I figured that's where it came from. I'm just... <laughs> No, I was, I, was uh, not, I was not alive. I'm not drunk enough for this, guys. <laughs> Oh, I, I said that under the pretense that I thought you knew when I was born because I have oh. stated it on the channel before. Oh, well, I don't, that, I that's don't under the pretense I was paying attention. Yeah, yeah. I was born in '95. <laughs> oh, there you go. God, yeah, so I was I was not born. My my comment was more sarcasm and rhetoric than anything else. All right, okay, so we'll scratch that. We'll just make sure that you know we'll, we'll cut that out the edit. I mean, you already called me Josh. I'm pretty confident we don't look anything alike. He is. It was a mistake. Just <laughs> chill out. What do you think? I mean, I've got hair. <laughs> just look uh, oh, so lovely, so lovely. <laughs> yeah, but Josh has got more hair on his chin than you have on your head. So I mean, give me a week and I've got it back. <laughs> so, let's not, let's not talk about hair, right? Because <laughs> you know, I, I am. We're here, I am to talk, <laughs> we're here to talk comics, not hair. <laughs> All right. What do you think of the book? Uh yeah, I'm not oh. caught up with it. All right, okay. I'm not caught up. It wasn't. It was. It was six out of ten for me. Six out of ten for me. I wasn't fully invested in it, but I was like, I was able to be like, okay, I, yeah, I can see the the allure for it. But all right, okay, cool. All right then. So just really for us, uh, old timers, old timers, yeah. yes, old timers, yeah, yeah, cool, <laughs> yeah. Just remember that when you're singing Keaton's praises in the next movie. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Um, next up, our penultimate book. All right, so it's been a ride. Uh, we're up to pretty much modern times, modern year, modern mm-hmm. part of this year, I should say. Um, next up, let me find it. Look at you being all... You know, after your last comments, I'm not even going to be nice about this book anymore. <laughs> um... I can't, I can't lie. I reviewed the last issue for Comic Crusaders. It's on there now. Go check it out. And I was absolutely blown away by the last issue. So, you know, hey-ho. It is what it is. Um, we are talking about... It is an alternative universe story. It's DC versus Vampires. One of 12. It's a maxi-series. Um, this is um, written by James Tinian IV. Um, mm. Also with Matthew Rosenberg, who we mm-hmm. mentioned already. Yep. Uh, so that's two strikes for both of those. Colors by Otto Schmidt, who's also been credited before for the Catwoman book, and letters by Tom Napolitano. I will say that 
AutoSmith also provides colors as well. If I didn't mention that before, um, Matthew, this is your book. Yep, yep. And once again, these two guys, Tinian and Rosenberg, are just absolutely knocking it out of the park. They are yeah. doing an amazing job. I, when I first started reading it, I was like, okay, vampires, it's it's a thing, you know. Uh, but after reading the first issue, specifically one scene, made me like invested into this. And I've said about it the last time I reviewed it as well. The scene that got me was when Green Lantern turned Wonder Boy into a smoothie. And that, that was just when I was like, oh, my God, we're going dark here. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And so he turned him into a smoothie, drank him, was like, ugh, too watery for me, and dumped him down the drain. And we see in the recent issue where Batman is actually going through the sewers and trying to find the remnants of of the wonder twin and mm. oh my and this recent issue i literally read it today and screamed at my screen like i was like no no because green lantern so green lantern in the previous spoilers issue, spoilers hashtag spoilers hashtag spoilers the book has been books out, have been out the books have been out a day so. I'll, I'll i'll talk i'll talk about uh the most i'll talk about the last issue the last issue we see that Green Lantern actually lures Barry Allen, which, if you don't know by now, Green Lantern has been converted into a vampire. And the reason why he's able to hide it so well is because the power of his ring is able to filter out sunlight. And so he can walk through the daytime and masquerade as a normal human. Uh, but he lures Barry Allen to an offshore area to talk with him, and he ends up killing Barry. Um uh, so it was really sad to see, really sad, upsetting scene. And in this new issue, oh my God. It I, I I'm with you on this. I am I've, I've go check out the review on Crusaders, because I swear to God, Matthew is bang on right with this book. Bang on right. Because like I said, I wasn't into it at first, and then I read this I read the first book, and now I, I have to stay updated weekly, regularly. I have to do it because it's it, it has such a great sense of suspense. It has such yeah. a great sense of suspense. And so after, after you end up reading each chapter, you are wanting to go ahead and want more. You want to go ahead and get mm. the next the next issue. And it's it's absolutely wonderful. Not to mention the artwork is, um, same with Task Force Z, is just killer. It's slightly different styling. Slightly. On, <laughs> slight, slightly different styling. Uh, but... Uh, Absolutely amazing, nonetheless. This is just uh, vampires are cool, vampires are sexy. You want to know what I'm talking about? Buy the new issue, that's all I'm saying. Mm. Josh, DC versus vamps. So, I missed this one, however, based on the conversation between Matthew and yourself, I'm actually going to pick this one up and, and check it out because Please do. now you have my attention. The fact um, that both me and Johnny like it. I mean, that, that does say something. It says something. The, I, I think the other thing that, and maybe it's the magic brain, side of my brain kicking in, um, I've noticed an increase of vampire-related stuff. Th- well, um, supernatural stuff, definitely. And Estrad just dropped. So. Yeah, Estrad Crimson Vow is out everything's about vampires right now within the, the current uh, Magic the Gathering meta. Uh, for other information about that, check our other show. Hey, the Jank, the Think, Jank Think Tank. Think <laughs> um, Tank. But no, plug. I will definitely check this check this one out because, like I said, you have my attention. I'm just going to say one more thing, um, and it's about the recent book, and it's no spoilers, but man, does the tenor look hot. I know. If she was drawn like that in Justice League Dark, you would have my attention. Warp speed. Okay, well, now now you've got my attention. (laughs) I I want to talk about it so bad right now, but we can't because it's only been out. It's only been out one day. One day. (laughs) Honestly, if this was our regular show and we were recording for for later on in the week I would let you wax lyrical but it's not unfortunately you you have to be a little bit conscious of the fact people have no idea what we're talking about Ah! so so 
I appreciate your restraint. Well done. Well Although done. it is killing him right now because he's just like, it's so killing me. I, I'm going to I'm going to rant about it as soon as we end this live. It's, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can see it. You know, it really bites, doesn't it? And on oh, that it note, bites. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Slow clap on that one. That was good. That was good. Uh, I hear all week, don't forget to tip you with. <laughs> all right, okay. <laughs> oh, yes, Awkward King. Yes, us old timers. Woo! All right, okay. So the last book up is my choice. It's bang up to date. Um, it is Catwoman Lonely City. Um, mm-hmm. It's the only black label book to make the list. I mean, you think of how many black label books we've had this year. It's like, how's that ever happened, right? Okay, so... um, I I did almost pick Batman Reptilian. I'm glad Uh, I didn't. (laughs) So this is written by, art by, colours by, letters by, stapled together by... Distributed uh, by... (laughs) Cliff Chiang. Um... And it's basically, for those not in the know, it is pretty much, think Dark Knight Returns, but take out Batman and put in Catwoman, and that's the kind of vibe that you're going for. The art style is a lot leaner. It's it's a lot more simple lines. It's not as heavy as Frank Miller and Klaus Janssen's classic work. but it's basically the way it works is uh somebody's been in prison for 10 years. There was a night where everyone got killed, uh Batman got killed, Jim Gordon got killed. She's now being released. Harvey Dent's in the in the running to be mayor again. Barbara Gordon is standing up against him. Um and Selena has got this faint this this memory that's endued with her from Batman's last conversation, how she has to go and get the Orpheus. To do that, she has to go and break into the Batcave. All right? So it's kind of like how... It's like a heist book, which you'd expect with Catwoman. But it's an interesting read. It's a fun read. Um, It steals from different parts of Batman mythos, just the same way The Dark Knight Returns did. Um, For me, this book has been an absolute blast to read. I absolutely love this book. Um, Josh, thoughts? Can I just say, let, let's take a moment and admire yep. the picture that you've chosen, the homage. I mean, yep. we've got mm-hmm. Lee Merriweather. Yep. Her uh, Catwoman up on there. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm going to I'm gonna hate Newmar. myself. Julie Newmar. Oh, my hell. Bat, bat fans around are going to take my bat membership cred because I give me your tattoo Julie back. Noir. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know the I, I love the fact that as you said that they're um pulling from different mythos uh, within Batman and Kellerman's history. Uh, mm. I mean I'm looking through book two at the moment. Ooh ooh yeah ooh there's a nice comment about the, the uh, Jim Ballant Catwoman versus the Darwin Cook Catwoman in there. Yeah. Uh, I've I got just, a question, why can't you like both? But, you know, I don't. Yeah, no, the, the artwork on this is, is stunning and definitely deserves being the only black label book to have been selected. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good, uh, the, good call. Thank you very much. Um, Matthew. Everything's yep. already been said. <laughs> what he said <laughs> uh, yeah exactly what the, what they two said the yeah. excellent book excellent book really really good homage to you know uh that one line i'm it's a really good book there you go cool excellent there you go that's our rundown for dc for 2021 guys thanks so much for hanging out for everyone who's watching live thank you for spending the time with us really do appreciate it. for those that are catching us up on youtube or on the undercover Capes Podcasting Network. Thanks for checking us out, and I hope you're doing this at a relevant time, and we're not just your hangover queue on New Year's Day. If we are, I'm really sorry about the singing, because that's probably going to give someone a headache. (laughs) 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 Gents, um, I think all that's left for me to say is, don't forget, as always, 
Don't forget to check out the UCPN. That's the Undercover Capes Podcasting Network for all your favorite shows, including Matthew. The Jank Think Tank, where we discuss Magic the Gathering, deck techs, card combos, and all your favorite cards. Cool. Joshua? Oh, 2022 is going to be the year of Flipside Focus. Bring back the battle card. It's going to be all things indie comics. It is... If you want books that are not in the big two, that's going to be the show for you. Mm-hmm. We're going to do that live? Oh, we always do that live. What are you talking about? Yeah, we'll keep it live. We love, we love a bit of live. Yeah. And of course, don't forget, you saw the advert uh, earlier. Don't forget to check out the Old Timers comic book show uh, where all those comics of yesteryear were talked about. The hosts aren't old, but the comics most certainly are. Don't look, don't you look at me like that. <laughs> All right, mm. everyone, have a safe and happy new year. Feel free to enjoy and take alcohol and do whatever it is you do to have fun. Remember, don't spill any alcohol in your comics unless you're in the little plaggy bags because you'll ruin them. Yeah, uh, don't and, do it. Uh, we, everyone here at TDC, wishes you all the best for the new year, and we will see you in 20. 20- 22. This is Joe the Machine Hughes. As always, adios.